0: Hey, welcome back. This is season five and we are committing this season to the ordinary person who's being obedient to Jesus and their unique context. This week we'll hear from another friend I made in England. Richard is an inspiration to me. He's easy to talk to and he is so fun to hang out with. But the thing that struck me about Richard is his prophetic story. As I started on this journey of missional living, I didn't realize just how common the manifestation of the Spirit was to people who are taking new ground. It's honestly a bit of a new reality for me, but I have to admit that God has shown himself to me in new ways over this last few years, and I think that we'd be doing God a disservice if we don't talk about the prophetic way that he oftentimes works. Richard's story is really entertaining, and for many of us Americans who are listening, it's probably helpful to explain that he has a reference in here of a rucksack, which is just a brand name of a backpack. All right, now that that's settled, welcome to We Have Permission, a podcast designed to awaken and empower the ordinary person towards one extraordinary mission. Your permission starts now. Hey, well, welcome to the podcast, Richard. Thank you. It's been super good to get to know you. I know you, it's, I think we've only known each other now for maybe just a few hours. Yeah, about 12 hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, God spoke to me through you last night and um, you were gracious enough to come on. So I thought maybe this might be a, a great place for us to get to know each other yeah, a little bit. Fantastic. Um, would you give us just maybe a little bit of background of who you are? Um, okay. okay. Yeah, so that people can understand the context of, of who you are.
1: Okay, so, um, well, I'm Richard, and uh, I'm a Brit. and uh, <laughs> I, You couldn't figure it out yet? Yeah, absolutely, from the north. Um, and so I'm part of the Salt and Light Church Network, and um, uh, I spend about half of my time working for an organization called World Without Orphans. Mm-hmm. Uh, our goal is that every child should... Be in a safe, permanent, and nurturing family, and that they should know their heavenly Father. So, we're particularly focused on children who are um, either in orphanages or other institutions, or for some reason can't live with birth family. Hmm. And we believe that their place is in families because that's what God does for for the lonely. He puts them in families. So, that's what we're about. I spend half of my time promoting that around Europe, um, and some of my other time, I work a little bit for the church. My background is as a, as a coach, really, and a facilitator in the business world, strategy, uh, helping leaders to develop mainly through coaching. But I, I'm, t- I'm bringing those skills mainly now into this area with World Without Orphans and the church, mm-hmm. and a little bit of business coaching.
0: Awesome. That's really, really great. Um, so we're at a conference now. It's basically a salt and light conference. Yeah. Correct? Um, not a traditional church conference. But uh, tell us, tell the difference to the to the listeners. What what, what is the difference for, between these missional churches? Like most of the people here, um, are, are viewing church maybe through a little different lens. Yes, yeah, that okay. correct. Yeah, probably. Um, how how would that how would that look differently from the traditional church?
1: Um. So that's quite difficult to answer in a way because uh, you know, I don't want to speak for the traditional church because I think elements of what we're doing exists in the traditional church okay, as well.
0: sure, sure.
1: But I think how I would frame what we are doing, particularly in, uh, certainly in our church and I believe in a number of the other churches in our network, is um, we talk about a triangle in, up mm. and out. So up is, it's all about our, our Father God, the King, worshipping, knowing, adoring Him. Um, but equally, it's about um, encouraging, discipling each other, growing in God, being a family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're, we're worshiping our Father; therefore, we are a family of God. Yeah. So, how we support each other, how we live our lives together, how we do life together—open and honest—and and, uh, and and just share the everyday things of life together and and, and build relationship. That's an important part of the gospel. Um, And then the third part is the out, we're on the family business. We're a family on mission. Um, So we're taking the good news about our Father out to the world. And I think we're constantly trying to to live all of those three things.
0: So in would be the community?
1: In would be the community, discipleship, uh, building family uh, around a relationship within the family. Up would be honouring and glorifying God the Father. And out would be being on his mission. So, have you always
0: been a part of a Salt and Light kind of community, or more of a missional kind of thing?
1: Well, it kind of feels like it, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting on a bit now. Um, I've been part of the same church now since 1989, okay. which is however many years it is. Thirty years, is it? Yeah. Um, so I moved cities then with my work. Uh, before that, I was, uh, I was I'd been in the more traditional church. But equally, there was life within that as well. So, yeah, uh, and we've grown now. You know, the, the, what I've just described to you has been our focus for the past ten years, mm-hmm. which is a growth, a development from where we were before.
0: Awesome, that's really cool. Well, yeah. one def- the definition of of church, I, I guess the the Greek word "eklesia," mm-hmm. "ek" mean, meaning out, and "lecia" meaning calling, this outward calling uh-huh. is something that I think all of us are trying to find. It's it's the it's the sweet spot where we all find that okay God has gifted me in this way this is this is his unique calling on me and now I get to live it out so that mission side yes um you are you're you're you some could argue that you have found that but i last night you shared a testimony of how you're even going deeper into that and how God is continuing to call you even deeper into uh, mm-hmm. a personal calling um, would you mind telling your story last, last night's testimony was so powerful. It okay. was so so wonderful. Thank Maybe you. you could repeat some of that or all okay. of that. At Thank you. Time.
1: Well, you you just you just nod at me if I'm going on for two. Okay, long. okay, no worries. <laughs> yeah, you go for it. And <laughs> um, so I I came to this conference a year ago, and um, I had been in this role with World Without Orphans um, for about a year. At that stage, um, it was voluntary. And, um, effectively I'm, I'm the, I'm leading a team of six people, Mm -hmm. um, all of whom are pursuing that vision for Europe that I've talked about earlier. Um, and I guess I'd come into it with my business background and, um, so I started to kind of facilitate the team through a process of looking at Europe, mapping out the countries, um, talking about we knew what we didn't know and developing a strategy in the same way as you might in a business and and then deciding what tasks and jobs need to be done and delegating those out to people. Mm-hmm. And, and that was fine as far as it went, but there was still a little bit of a frustration barrier th- about moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, as part of that, I uh, and, and this first part of explaining this, I'm kind of laying the foundation for yeah, what comes yeah, right. later. So um, the... I was leaving uh, a business um, which was freeing up time to do the World Without Orphans thing and um, as part of leaving that business uh, or during that period I had a a black briefcase that I carried around and the handle had broken on it so I'd replaced it at the instigation of my teenage daughter with a a a rucksack (laughs) uh, because it was more cool Uh, and um, so uh, I kind of arrived with that in my mind And then the other bit of laying foundation For what I'm about to say is that um, um, I'd been been Having some coaching myself And thinking through a, 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 An mm. image of Moving from being a warrior To being a king mm. uh, Because a warrior is given a task and a goal and And kind of goes in a straight line Determinedly knocking mm. over all the barriers And defeating all the enemies In order to get to the end objective that you've been given Whereas the king's Sees a territory and decides that's you know that's going to be his territory and he takes ownership of it yeah, and yeah. commands the warriors. Uh, and i very traditionally historically have been in the mode of uh, never quite the upfront leader and always you know tell me what to do and I'll and I'll do it faithfully and honourably and I'll see it through and be determined and so on. Uh, but felt that there was an inner confidence in me about saying actually this is what God has given me and I am going for that oh, wow. not because I'm doing this for so and so because God's given him that and that's my job but
0: actually being king. Wow. But
1: I was just working through all of that when I came to the conference. Uh,
0: and uh, this well, conference last year. This conference here last year. Yes, year okay. Ago. Okay, yeah. same conference last year. Yeah.
1: Okay. So um, so one of the things we do here is offer people a 15-minute prophetic appointment where you meet with two people uh, who they deliberately put you with people who, you know, they think you don't know. Um, so I, I met with a couple of people, I booked myself an appointment, they didn't know who I was at all, um, just asked me my name and which city I came from, and said, please don't tell us anything else, let's pray and listen to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of that, uh, Maddy, who, uh, who was one of those people who was here this weekend, um, was sort of saying, I've got this strange picture of, um, it's kind of like a rucksack, and um, God's kind of saying that... Um, It's like he's taking a briefcase off you and he's giving you a rucksack, and you have to pack a rucksack differently and you have to behave differently when carrying a rucksack. And she kind of paused and said, Does this make any sense? It seems a bit weird. (laughs) She was like, Yes, this is making sense. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then the other um, man said, um, And I've got a sense of kind of seeing you in a business suit, in a business environment. but like you've taken the suit off and you're moving out of that and um uh, and god is saying that he's kind of he's taking you up into the hills and what they didn't know was that the following weekend i was going to lead a conference in switzerland which of course is a land yeah. of mountains that's right and hills um so um you know i knew god was on my case at this stage and yeah. it was something about behaving differently packing my bag differently um, so I was really moved by this Oh yeah, and, uh, and already felt that God had
0: spoken I'm kind of moved by this yeah.
1: <laughs> so you know that was um, in, in the early afternoon and in the evening full meeting with everybody there um, whoever was leading invited anybody who felt that God had spoken to them during the day just to go out and receive more prayer so of course off I went and um, uh, one of the guys here called Sanjay came over and prayed for me again without any briefing or knowledge and he said he had a picture of me being a warrior in the mud with my sword socket stuck in the mud and um and, and God was raising me out of the mud and kind of cleaning me off and lifting my head up from being this warrior in the mud to a over a horizon where there was a new light dawning of of a new place to go to so i'm kind of thinking okay warrior i've been working on that one and in my head i'm going say king say king say king he didn't say king but he gave me you know enough of encouragement to that so again all the more excited now about what god was saying Um, and then you know overnight got up in my room had to be out of the rooms by a certain time so I was packing my rucksack and realising that I had a few things in there from the business old folders and files and things that I was thinking I need to get rid of these because you know I don't have enough room in the bag for this and stuff so I do need to repack my bag when I get home then I went into you know we did breakfast in the morning meeting and so on and um, somebody else went up to the mic at the front and just said, I've got a word that some of you are warriors and you need to get rid of that mud off your feet mm. uh, and and go forward to what God has given you. So, of course, I'm, I'm listening again now. And she just turned to walk off the stage and then stopped and came back to the microphone and said, and that rucksack that you're carrying, you need to take out all the all the stuff that you don't need in there because it's a burden. It's weighing you down. So get rid of it. Oh, my God. So I was like, Woo <laughs> Yeah. Um, so effectively... Uh, you know I was really moved by this took it away with me, took it to Switzerland with me, where the team were, and we had a day before the conference that we were running. Um, so I just shared with them this story. I felt that what God was saying to me was to, 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 to repack my own bag differently and rather than going with this knowledge and kind of businessy type strategic approach to things. It was actually about what God was saying to us and who God was making us and yeah. that we needed to operate out of our gifts yeah. rather than out of our kind of knowledge and theory. And um, uh, and, and I was clearer on what my gifts were, uh, whole of the story, which I didn't tell last night, <laughs> um, and was saying to this and I just really want to release you to be who you are rather than people who are faithfully taking on tasks from me as the organiser and the leader to fulfill a strategy.
0: So in the same way that you felt like you needed to be freed up, you're beginning to free the people below you. Absolutely. That's right. Oh yeah. And, yeah.
1: um, and it just did change the whole tone and environment and, and people, these guys who I was getting to know quite well, stepping out and saying, well, actually I've come to think of it. I, you know, I know so-and-so and we could do this and I could do that. And, and there has been a whole change. And so as a result of that, uh, at least I certainly see as a result we suddenly see in God bringing to us things that that we could never have planned or strategized for, mm. and our new strategy is to not to have a strategy, but just <laughs> but just to 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 look for what the Father is doing and and do what the Father is doing. Uh, one of our team brought that verse out, and what struck me that I'd never seen before. Uh, so what I'd understood by that verse was. Uh, Hear what the father is saying, do and do what he's telling you to do, mm-hmm. but it doesn't say that, it says see what he is doing and mm-hmm. do the same. Mm-hmm. So, we're actually looking for where he is doing things and then joining forces with them. Oh, um, so it, we have, uh, you know, a month ago, having connected at that and with out of that conference in Switzerland, there were three people from southeast Europe, the Balkan countries, and uh. The relationship with them has grown. And a month ago, there were 37 of us in a room in Zagreb from eight countries around Southeast Europe, all coming together to create a collaborative movement to impact that whole region uh, for vulnerable children who are in orphanages or who are in uh, abusive families, uh, in cultures, subcultures that are really, really harmful. And there are people sacrificially Christians serving these people, but in small pockets and individually. And what we're doing is just bringing them together to say what can we do together
0: so as you've listed your your eyes up you see this territory you you sort of have the king mentality now yeah how how has that changed is there is there a new a new vision for you or is it just leaning into the old one in a bigger and broader way
1: it's almost a stepping back (laughs) okay so we've
0: got the vision of what we really hope
1: for the countries of europe um and there is some strategy within that I guess uh, you know. so really we're hoping to connect with six leaders in each country mm-hmm. uh, to inspire them for this vision so that they in turn will impact a number mm-hmm. of churches and therefore a number of families and children's lives so 60,000 children's lives across Europe would be our vision to impact positively uh, and, um, but rather than pressing into that and trying to make that happen we're just setting ba- sitting back and let God bring it to us Uh, a really good example is uh, i had a conversation with a couple uh, in france about a year ago i've been connected with and france is a country close to my heart my first real qualification was a french degree and i lived in france for a while so uh, um so i was really excited about that but they were actually feeling really isolated and 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 we had a couple of conversations but they didn't really engage with what we were doing and and it felt as though they were really kind of within their own family, and that was the extent of their vision at the time. And, and I didn't stop bringing them, but it just it just fazed, fazed, fizzled out over a month or two. So in the past, I would have really kind of sought out to try and find the entry into France and, and ask around all my friends and so on and so forth, but I just felt, I just let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, three weeks ago, I got an email from the lady that I'd been talking to, can we reconnect? Mm. So we arranged to speak, and actually, only yesterday morning we had that conversation on, you know, online on the computer and so on with this couple. Um, and it's like something's come to life again. And, mm. um, and they're just really looking for encouragement, still feeling isolated, isolated from church, because in France you're not allowed to do anything that expresses your faith to a foster child, and they've got foster children. So mm. they can't take them to church, they can't pray in front of them, they can't read the Bible in front of them, they can't talk about Jesus in front of them. So they're isolated from, from church. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, looking for this encouragement. And as we were talking the whole the sense of life was coming into it and the end of the conversation after only an hour was actually we do know five other Christian foster families in France Uh, so let's connect with them and let's aim towards the end of the year to have a round table discussion and let's aim to have a dozen Christians who are in foster care and adoption Mm. in, in the room so it's you know I haven't the lesson from that is: let's wait and let God do it in His own timing, yeah. and go where He's going rather than try and force His hand.
0: And I'm also, I'm also picking up this this lesson that I'm I'm sort of feeling is that when you say, "See what the Father's doing and do what He does." Yes. What does He do? But He releases. Yes. And He He, he is not shackling you with a, a, a to do list. No. He's He's freeing you with an opportunity to. Yeah. To maybe put all of us to have a king hat on. Yes. Yeah. And um, and I think that's what I'm beginning to see there with you too. I know personally during my recent transition, I'm, I can't call it recent much longer. It's only been a couple of years, but I, I feel like um, I, I crave even human believing in me. Mm-hmm. But when I know the Lord is believing in me and the Lord has empowered me and the Lord has called me to something and I have my outward calling, my yeah. ecclesia, that I yeah. begin to really step into that and yeah. I'm freed up. And yeah. I just see that clearly through you as uh, as you're wearing your hat firmly now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling that too. I'm feeling the empowerment even yeah. off of you. And it's just a, I think it's just so a beautiful it's, thing.
1: It's interesting to talk about release because... <laughs> In a sense, this king thing is a new step, and so on and I, but it 's not a language I carry in my head all the time. The language I carry in my head all the time is father hmm. and that 's because that is god 's identity word to me that has given me over years. so I think this releasing and the freedom is out of our identity, yeah. who God has made us rather than the thing He has given us to do yes, uh, so yes, um yes. so God. God, God gave me a word, very, very specific word, which was the job description of the job I'm doing now in 1995, Uh Uh, and with that was the word that I was going to be a father to the nations, Mm. and I kind of completely forgot about it. And as an Englishman, you know, claiming something as grand as being a father to the nations is not, you know. bit too conceited so yeah so um and, and I and I completely forgot that part I remembered the bit about traveling but I forgot the whole part till 2009 when I bumped again into the same guy that gave me the prophecy and he reminded me wow. uh, but mm-hmm. several people prophesied into me about fatherhood yeah. and at the time I wasn't even thinking about having children then my wife and I couldn't have children so we ended up adopting two girls mm. and uh, and it was, and then we had a really difficult time. And it was in the middle of that that I was reminded about the prophecy about fatherhood. Mm. Um, so what I'm carrying is fatherhood. So when I'm in a challenging situation, or or, or aiming to go, do something, or relating to somebody, or supporting somebody, the question I've got in my head is, what would a father do? And what a father does is is to empower and to release. Wow. At least that's a godly right. father does that. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, not to not to discipline, or to force, or to you know. I mean, there is discipline in the father's role, but it's not a heavy discipline. Yeah. It's about boundaries and about releasing to freedom, uh-huh. and therefore that's what I'm trying to bring. So in Zagreb a month ago, I followed somebody who had been talking very emotionally as a mother, uh, and uh, and I was be- I was stood up to talk about strategies that work as the leader of the European team, and I kind of stood up and said. This is what I've been introduced as, and this is what I've been asked to do. But actually, you know, Stacy has has just been uh, speaking as a mother, and, and I've just got to speak to you as a father, mm-hmm. <laughs> and just said, you know, we are here not to tell you what to do. We can suggest kind of strategies and things that have worked elsewhere, but actually what we're here to do is to love and to serve and to support you, and, and, and to be fathers To this movement that you're bringing out, not to be clever leaders and strategic facilitators, but just to be fathers, and that's so. There's that identity calling in my life, which he's given me over years, and I've only really recently tapped back into it. And I've got all these prophetic things God has given me on my phone, on a list of prophetic words He's given me that I've kept, you know, year by year, just adding to it. And when I read back through it being a father to the nations comes out and it's oh, only goodness. as he's as it's happening that i realized he's been telling me it for 25 years
0: wow <laughs> that is that is so encouraging um can i ask one last question indeed um this it's how we we end all of our podcasts now i want you to to be thinking about the average and ordinary person that is listening to this podcast that's i'm who sure was, not that's everybody who's listening
1: to this is average and ordinary <laughs> <laughs> they're all special you're all special <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go um what 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 encouragement would you give what what practical advice would you give to the average ordinary person sitting and just Listening to this, and maybe a next step or a first step even for yeah. for them and their journey.
1: I'd think it is as simple as just nurturing your relationship with God. Hmm. Uh, I spent a lot of my life wanting to be important. When I was younger, I was told I was full of potential and full of leadership. You know, dot 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 dot, um, and I was trying to make that happen. And mm-hmm. and actually. When God was able to release me was when I was able eventually to let go of all that and just focus on my relationship with God and 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 you know kind of mm-hmm. hearing what He was saying and just doing my best to obey that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the point at which all this stuff I've been talking about took off was the po- really was very very clearly the point at which I let go of trying to be significant, do something important, get recognised all that kind of human stuff um, and just, you know, I had two businesses fail my wife was seriously with a depression family life was difficult finances were, were difficult and I just went, I give up mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to, to love your Lord and see what happens and then it all started unlocking like that and I think, so the advice is you know, don't get frustrated or, or, or worry about failure or anything like that just pursue God, and and in whatever way you know, get to know Him, and and just do the thing in front of you, and and and, and just wait and see what happens. It's an adventure.